So your story centers around the impact that a potential extension to the Florida Turnpike could have on a local historic Black community. Can you tell me a little bit more about the possible extension? Yeah, definitely. So this is an extension to the Florida Turnpike that would essentially run northwest. There are four potential routes to it that all are kind of trying to run northwest and divert traffic off of I-75 near the Ocala area. It was proposed around 2019, if I'm remembering correctly, with the MCORS bill, which was basically just trying to establish a bunch of different routes around Florida just to improve overall traffic congestion, safety, et cetera. They scrapped that bill, but they still wanted the Department of Transportation to individually look into projects that were worth pursuing. And this specific extension, the Northern Turnpike extension, was something that FDOT decided was worth pursuing. So what it's going to do to the Royal community, which is right off of Wildwood where the turnpike starts, is really just cut it in half because it runs along County Road 462. And that's right kind of smack dab in the middle of what Royal is. The boundaries of Royal aren't super defined. It's not an official zip code or anything like that. It's not a set. It's here, here, this neighborhood. But there is kind of an agreed upon area that it is. And the way the turnpike extension exists right now, all four of the routes would cut through where Royal is. And from your story, you spent some time in the community itself. Can you give me some background on them and just how their reality will change if it's implemented? Yeah, so this is the one of the oldest uh, Black communities in the state, founded in 1865, but their way of life is very community-oriented. It's all gathering in neighbors' yards to chat. Everybody knows everybody. I literally found a source because I was talking to one guy in his driveway and he sees a car and he waves him over. Turns out it's his brother and he's the guy I need to talk to. So it's very close-knit, very tight. Families are have stayed there for generations. Brothers and sisters live right next to each other, cousins, aunts, uncles. Like I said, the turnpike would just split that in half. So I talked to a couple brothers who live on either sides of 462 or I think it was something like their aunts and their mother live on one side and they live on the other. And if the turnpike goes through, there's really not an easy way for them to get to their their family because that road is going to go all the way through the community. They'd have to make some crazy route, whereas now they can just go up the road. If the turnpike paves through that road, then there's no way to get to their house anymore. So it's kind of splitting this community-oriented historic place into two separate factions. Yeah, it's, it's, it's creating a giant well, for lack of a better word, roadblock to people just kind of going up the street and seeing each other's. You kind of mentioned how you spoke to locals while you were there about how they feel and just how they'll be impacted by it. Can you tell me a little bit about what they said? Yeah, as a reporter, you're very encouraged to try to get both sides, find people of all different opinions, see where everybody feels on a, on a specific topic. And usually something like that warrants a couple different opinions and a couple different angles. I don't think I talked to a single person who was in favor of this. No one, at least locally, wants it. You know, number one, there is the issue of relocating. I talked to a, a lot of the people I talked to were retired who don't have a steady income. So of course there's eminent domain. So if, if FDOT does take their property, they're going to be compensated for what the value of their property is. But still, you never know what that's going to be. The second reason people were so upset about it is because, like I said earlier, it's, it's splitting families and it's splitting friends up. So those brothers I talked to were scared that they wouldn't be able to get to their aunts and their mom. There have been so many meetings where residents are asking FDOT, honestly, the tough questions. Why are you splitting up our community? Where are we going to go? What's going to happen to us? Most of the people I met were born there and raised there. There's not a lot of people I talked to who had moved to Royal from somewhere else. 
and not had roots there. So it was definitely a, an energy in a, a situation of deep concern from pretty much everyone I talked to. So how have local governments reacted to this issue? Is there something they can do? Have they talked about stepping in? Yeah, a lot of local governments that I've seen have been either urged by their constituents or just have done it themselves to pass a no-build resolution, which is just the government saying that we don't support the construction. Because it is a private project, it's not really in the hands of the citizens anymore. It's an FDOT project. There's nothing they can say to say, we're not going to allow this to happen. It's really in FDOT's hands. But Levy County's passed a no-build resolution. Sumter County has. Wildwood has. A lot of local governments where this would be affected have just passed resolutions that have let FDOT know that they don't want this. Residents are turning up to meetings. They're emailing their commissioners. They're emailing FDOT people. Local governments, really, all they can do is just kind of be the conduit for their, their constituents to speak to FDOT. They are hosting a lot of informational sessions where FDOT representatives will come and answer questions and you know, be open for public comment. Concretely, there isn't really an emergency panic button that they can press that says, no, we, we don't allow this. There's really, it's, it's really not their jurisdiction, if I'm understanding it correctly. And going forward, you mentioned in the story that it's still in the early stages and it's not slated to begin in the near future. What can we look out for until then? Is there a, a timeline? Yeah, so right now they're in the middle of their project development environment study, which means that FDOT is just assessing the effects that this construction would have on the environment, the local culture, local economies, et cetera, et cetera. That's going to take a while. The timeline's pretty vague, but if I'm just remembering what they said correctly, it's kind of spring of next year at maybe the earliest is when they're going to conclude that study. But of course, that's subject to change just because just based on how long it takes. What's going to happen in the immediate future is honestly just more meetings, more public comment, more opposition. A bunch of people are gathering and rallying and informational Facebook pages and websites are going up. People are constantly emailing these FDOT officials and their local officials and just voicing really overwhelming opposition to it. It's really a couple of years down the line at least, but near immediate future at least you know what's going to be making local headlines is just people trying to get the word out about it so it seems like the story is just beginning for the next few years in the area how did you find the story and what was it like reporting in yeah my first story ever for wft for multimedia reporting i had done a story on the northern turnpike extension and specifically its effects in levy and marion counties on rural land so I had stayed in touch with a bunch of the people I talked to for that story. So they would always send me, we're having a meeting here, this is happening tonight. And I just got one message about, hey, did you see somebody posted about the potential effects of this in Broil? And I said, that's really interesting. So just drove down to go find it. And I literally parked my car at the epicenter of this community in Royal Park and just walked up the street and found people to talk to. And I really got the community sentiment. I just stayed in Royal for a couple hours at a time, listened to the natural bird sounds and the quiet of it. And it was cool to see how it was going to tangibly impact people by speaking to them directly. Because I think a lot of the time we interpret what that means through, like I said, official statements and some kind of press release. So definitely a challenge to go down there and find the people, but ultimately a great reward in seeing 
that firsthand impact that these issues have and then subsequently what my reporting might have. So it was, it was really cool.